0: On today's Locked On Texans podcast, we talk about the latest on the Houston Texans injury report. And can this be a breakout game for Will Anderson? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Texans listeners and viewers at home, in the car, wherever you are, to this Friday's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you to all of our first-time listeners and viewers. If this is your first time, please subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast, wherever you get your Podcast and to our returning listeners, thank you for lending your ear for another episode as we continue to talk Texans here mm. on this Friday. Man, listen, I'm your mm. Texas football analyst, Johnson Sports, guy Hickman, and of course, your inside credential media member, your sports illustrator's own Cody Davis is with me as always. Brother, we got to talk Texas today. This yes, sir. Game today's episode is brought to you by none other. Than prize picks, the easiest and most <laughs> exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first time deposit match up to $100. We are going to pivot to the YouTube comments today. One of my favorite parts of the week, honestly, uh. Let me hear from you guys read your comments. Can this be a breakout game for Will Anderson Jr.? number three overall pick, I think it can be. Mm. But Cody, we're going to open up today's show with the latest on the injury report for the Houston Texans. Missing some big pieces. <laughs> we know they're pairing minutes out, but man, does it get a little bit scarier after that? I think highlighting before I pass it over to you, just how thin this linebacker group in terms of Oof. playing experience for
1: this season may look on Sunday. Look, this injury report is it's not as big as the one last week. Remember, the one last week had almost every player that you could think of outside of CJ Stroud and Davis Mills, outside the whole quarterback group, as a matter of fact, every seemed like everybody was on the injury report last week. However, this one is not as deep, but it can be. Detrimental, especially on the defensive side of the ball, as you guys know. I'm just gonna stick to the big name players who are definitely on this injury report. I'm gonna start on the offensive side of the ball. George Fant, he was actually limited during Thursday's practice with a hip injury, and Noah Brown for the second consecutive day did not practice due to a knee injury. Noah Brown is the name that you definitely gotta make sure that you keep an eye out on Friday. I don't know, depending on when you guys hear this podcast. We may or may not have had an opportunity to go to the viewing portion of practice, which means we'll get an opportunity to tweet which guys are available at practice, which means it's definitely going to be a better opportunity for them to play come Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. But when you take a look at at a guy like Noah Brown, a guy who over the last two games has recorded over 300 receiving yards, the one thing about that position group that I love, if one guy goes down, you definitely know without a shadow of a doubt the others are going to step up. You know what Tank Dale is going to provide. You know what Nico Collins, who missed Sunday's game, is going to going to look provide. Look good at practice and, uh, this week too, by the way. Very Nico Collins Looked
0: fl- fluid out there running routes. Shout out yes, to Nico. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Remember last week he missed that game with a calf injury, and John to your Point looked very, very good. So I'm not worried about him. And then you have the veteran Robert Woods, who definitely been consistent for the offense. However, the biggest concern that I have comes on the defensive side of the boat because it seems like for the second consecutive week, their Texans are going to be without safety Jimmy Ward. But I'm not going to trip too much because DeAndre Houston Carson did do a good job Sunday against yeah. Cincinnati. He did it. Come on now. It wasn't bad. But, you know, I get it. It wasn't on a level as Jimmy Ward. But at the same time, he did what he had to do to make sure that the Texans' defensive backfield didn't lose as much. As a matter of fact, early on in the week, uh, we were talking to Jalen Petrie, and he actually said that, you know, DeAndre Houston Carson actually did a very good job. He actually was very helpful filling in for Jimmy Ward, so hopefully he could repeat that performance. However, John, to your point, it's the linebacker core because we all know Denzel Perryman early on in the week. He was suspended for three games. One is appeal, but as I mentioned, I believe on Tuesday show, he only he's not only suspended for two games, he only took one away. And in the midst of not having Denzel Perriman, it seems like the Texans will not have Henry T due to a concussion. So knowing that, but let me just say this first. I know early on in the week, I say, you know, I understand that Denzel Perriman is, is a starter. Yes, he has had some very good moments for this team. Um, but I felt like, I thought they was going to be okay. What's that stat? The Texans are what? Two and old, three and old without the services of Denzel Perriman. However, if you got to take the field on Sunday without the services of Henry T and Denzel Perriman, then I will say things could start to get a little bit scary on that second level for the Houston Texans on the defensive side.
0: Yeah, that linebacker group is thin. It was a concern of mine at the beginning of the year. And this is just what I saw. Like if somebody goes down, who's going to step up now? Houston is looking at Corey Littleton, who they signed back off the practice squad. Uh, Maybe Neville Hewitt. I think Jake Hansen was dealing with some injuries as well. Uh, Yeah, he is. He's dealing with a
1: hamstring and a hand injury as of right
0: now. looking at that. And you're going up against a team in the Arizona Cardinals. We know Kyler Murray is just coming back, but he did scramble last week. He made a crazy play with his his legs. And I think having those linebackers out there, uh, a group in totality, would be better to go up against a Kyler Murray-led offense without him. Uh, But I think, you know, Noah Brown not being out, I think that is big for Houston's offense considering – how well Cizé and 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 Noah Brown has been playing as of late, the last two games, and that's something mm-hmm. that you want to continue to see them build off of. I am concerned about Laramie Tunsil, not necessarily in the now, but I think that knee injury is a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more impactful than what we may be putting on. You know, oh yeah, I most definitely. We're seeing Larry Tunsil get his vet days in order for him to get some rest, you know. But I think that moving forward this offseason may just be full of cleaning up that knee, man, because I, 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 I'm looking at how he's playing, and he's still playing at a pretty good level, right? Still, leading the way, but not the Larry Tunsil of last year. Mm. And so I think that knee injury is bothering him a little bit, mm, hopefully speaking this of, offseason.
1: Speaking of that knee injury, I was told that it's literally just wearing tear at this point, you know, he's definitely deep into his career at this point. And John, to your point, that has been the difference from the Laramie Tunsil that we we've been used to seeing over these last couple of years. Actually, ever since he became a member of the Houston Texans, um, but you can tell, you know, he's definitely struggling out there. However, what I would like to say, following practice on yesterday, I did see Laramie Tunsil in the locker room. He was moving around pretty good, so that's a good sign. Also, by the way, I did see Noah Brown leaving the locker room as well, and he was walking just fine. So hopefully. He could be out there on the practice field Friday, so he could be a full goal come Sunday, but you never know. But it's just those little small things that you, you know, try to check out when you're inside the locker room to see, okay, what's the likelihood that this player may or may not play on Sunday? And to know that both of those guys, especially for the sake of this conversation, um, Noah Brown was moving moving inside the locker room very well, lets me know that, okay, I mean, they're dealing with something, but, you know, there's still a chance that Noah Brown can still play.
0: And I think back to that point um, with guys that you just kind of see move around, we know that Henry T has been in protocol.
1: I haven't seen him. I I doubt (laughs) that he
0: plays this week. I highly doubt that. But at some point, Houston will need him back, right? And and as we mentioned early in the week, Houston will be playing some teams that run the ball well, Arizona being one of them. And I think that – Henry T has been one of the more consistent run stoppers uh, at that linebacker position. And I hate that he's not playing this Sunday. Of course, the linebacker group is already thin, but they need somebody to make sure that they are able to stop the run. Uh, We need a big game from Christian Harris, a big game from Mm. Christian Harris. And, you know, no Jimmy Ward. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a different Jalen Petrie when Jimmy Ward's out there compared to when he's not out there. And this year, I've seen the difference. I've seen the difference. I wish I had the numbers in front of you, and i probably follow back, uh, follow that back up next week. But when Jimmy Ward is not on the field, Jalen Petrie just is not as explosive or as disciplined of a player compared to when Jimmy's out there. And I think that's because Jimmy is somebody that he's able to trust. And I also think that he's not that same player compared to when Eric Murray's on the field compared to when he's not. And Eric Murray is a guy that I think has been playing some good football for Houston, honestly, in the last maybe season and a half when he's on the field. Um, so I think for Houston, the chemistry in the backfield for the defensive backs has been a slight issue that has kind of hindered them. We talk about that game against the Bengals. A lot of people want to give that TD that uh, Irwin caught on the sideline and accredit that to Derek Stingley. That was clear cover, too. He clearly picked up the right guy. Jamar Chase was, I think he ran an out route in the flats. Jalen Petrie should have been over there a little bit quicker, and I think if, Jen, if, if Jimmy Warren on the field, maybe Eric Murray, who have both been out due to injury, mm. we would have saw a different play made from Jalen Petrie. I think right now he's trying to just do everything like he did last year, and this is a different situation. Got to just be better. I think he will be on Sunday. I'm looking for Jalen uh, Petrie to have a interception this Sunday oh. for Houston-Texas defense hey guys my favorite part of the show talking about prize picks the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports it's just you against the numbers you're not playing against other players like pros and sharks you pick the more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then sit back, watch the winnings roll in. You want to play alongside some of Picks' favorite players like Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Soltz. You can now find community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Picks community each week. prospects even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in place, even if One of your players get injured for football or basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prospects is only is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. You gotta love that man because I know sometimes when players go down, it's over for some of those over for more than less Prize picks, prize picks. Prize picks go to slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first time deposit match up to $100. Go to the website or download the app on your phone. Use promo code locked on NFL
1: for a first time deposit match up to $100. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans with Sunday's game against Arizona Cardinals. There's going to be a lot of attention and focus on will anderson jr the number three pick by the houston texans during the 2023 nfl draft and as we all know the story behind that is that the you know texans decided to make a trade you know they gave up their own first round picks and several other picks in order to go out there and get arguably the best prospect entering the draft and will anderson jr and here we are entering week 11 he isn't getting as much attention as the guy that went before him and CJ Stroud, who's an MVP talks, rightfully so. However, John, I think a lot of people have either loved what they've been seeing out of Will Anderson Jr. Or they have hated what they have been seeing out of Will Anderson Jr. Mm-hmm. Only because of one set. I know a lot of people, including yourself, you know, anticipate this to be a breakout game for this young man. But in the words of one of, if not the best comedian around on social media in John, you want to talk about this being a breakout game? But in the words of Drisky, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, first of all, I think people don't are not hating what Will Anderson is doing. no
1: uh, some people already trying to throw the B word around, and that B word uh, is I
0: think, I think um, so here's what I think before I talk about Will Anderson in this game. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people didn't watch Will Anderson at Alabama. I mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people saw the stats, saw the numbers, and did not watch what made Will Anderson so impactful at Alabama, um, which is why when you hear me say right now what I'm seeing out of Will Anderson through nine games, I'm seeing sophomore year Jadavian Clowney. That's my capacity. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me because I knew what Houston was getting from will anderson when he came out of alabama and i uh, we've talked about this on the show that mm-hmm. the past rusher moves are going to have to improve uh him being a little bit more bendy with his hips is going to have to improve right we talked about that but i think people are disappointed because the last two years of alabama 28 sacks all of those tackles for losses and they're thinking this is going to translate quickly over to the nfl and guys the biggest difference that i'm seeing from Will Anderson, which is what I think Houston may need to give him some opportunities to do this Sunday against Kyler Murray. Will Anderson in Alabama was a two-stance guy, still straight up. And that's what made him – That's what, that was the difference. When you have an opportunity to attack an offensive tackle straight up and not have to kind of come up out of your stance to that 3.4-point stance, it's a different momentum. And with his motor and with how he bull rushes, that momentum coming from a two-point stance compared to a three- or four-point stance is totally different. Now, he'll work. He, he, I think he'll still get there because I still don't think he has the bendy hips yet at this point of his young career as a rookie to have those natural pass rush moves. And I think when you look at him, what, what he did out of Alabama compared to what he's doing right now, that's the biggest difference. But that's also what I think you should should allow him to do. My notes right now talking about how Will Anderson should have a big game against the Arizona Cardinals. Especially that Kyler Murray is playing, guys. There's no other player, no other rookie, rather from that edge position in the NFL that I trust to be more disciplined than Will Anderson at that edge position. Going up against Kyler Murray, we know that Kyler Murray can make those exciting playground. Uh, in Kyler Murray's case, because he's so small, those recess <laughs> type of plays, like those elementary, we just looking around. He's a, he's a small kid running around like his Pampers falling off, like. <laughs> A rookie player is is typically not somebody you'll probably trust uh, to stop that. But in and Will Addison, I trust he's a very disciplined player. He's very disciplined in terms of gap control and that integrity. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference for Houston's defense this week, and for Will Anderson to have one of those breakout games because when Kyler does get the scrambling around, moving around like he does. We're going to see Will Anderson have an opportunity to uh, to get, to get after Kyler Murray, the, the, the quarterback coming back off of injury, who was able to scramble around last week. And we also we're going to see Will Anderson get out there and make the make the job for that offensive tackle. Who, brought away between Paris Johnson and I also think that I believe that Will Anderson will, will be matched up with DJ Humphreys, the left tackle. Um, They're starting – who missed last week's game, excuse me. I think he's going to make D.J. Humphrey's job and what he has to do in terms of protection very long on Sunday. So I'm looking at Will Anderson as a guy that I think coming into this game, if there's ever a game that Will Anderson is going to be successful in, it's definitely against the Arizona Cardinals. And by the way, the last time that he played a scrambling quarterback week one of the NFL season – six total tackles, four solos, one sack. You want to know who their quarterback was? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. And So, uh, overall, um, I think that Houston should look to use Will Anderson this game in that two-point stance, how he was used out of Alabama. Mm. And I think that the matchup between left tackle DJ Humphreys, who's coming off a missed game, uh, that is going to be favorable. And I think what Will Anderson brings to the game as a edge defender, discipline. Like doesn't He doesn't jump inside a lot. Like we may see some of the other edge defenders in the NFL, some of the more polished pass rushers. He doesn't do a lot of that. That's going to lead to Will Anderson having, I think, a big game for Houston. I think Will Anderson gets
1: a solo sack Sunday,
0: at least mm. a, one solo sack this
1: Sunday. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you broke it down in terms of, The differences of how the texans are using utilizing him in terms of his stands however john everything else that you just mentioned i mean and this is no shot at you of course but everything that you just mentioned is everything that i've literally been seeing out of will anderson jr for this entire year and that's part of the reason why look i understand that the sack numbers are definitely not there but that's part of the reason why i do believe that will anderson jr has had a big impact on the Texans defensive front and is quietly having a very good rookie campaign. And I know one of the things that you mentioned is, you know, getting after Kyler Murray, making him scramble around, you know, just making him uncomfortable. That is something that he has been doing every single week. I think the best game that I could point to that he did it and I get it. He's not a dual threat quarterback, but go back and you take a look at the game against the New Orleans Saints. Part of the reason why the Texans had an opportunity to get up the way they did and to come away victorious against um, a, a team at the time that was pretty solid. He made Derek Carr look so uncomfortable. I believe he finished that game with like eight or nine pressures or something, something along those lines and like three quarterback hits. like everything that you want to see out of your edge rushes, everything that you want to see out of your defensive linemen, everything that you want to see out of a guy in Will Anderson, When you take away the sack numbers, and look, there has been several opportunities where he just couldn't, quote-unquote, finish those plays as Coach D'Amico Ryan's like to put it. You know, the game against the New Orleans Saints is one of them. It just shows that that not only— He's getting back there. Yeah, he's getting back there, Um, but it just goes to show that Will Anderson Jr., (laughs) man— I look, I get it. I understand it. I heard a lot of people say that they don't want to look at the quote unquote advanced numbers to get a true sense of how good Will Anderson Jr. Has been. They want to see him go out there and make those explosive plays. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, man, this young, this young man is special. And I think this so-called breakout game that a lot of people want to see him have. I just think in my case, it's just consistency. Just keep doing what you're doing. I think
0: uh, for Will Anderson, and before we move on, I'm going to keep it brief. I think that two things are happening with Will Anderson, and I'm glad you brought up the advanced stats because I think a lot of people are reading too much into the advanced stats. And the advanced stats actually play in Will Anderson's favor. When mm-hmm. You see a lot of these advanced stats rankings from an edge defender, the pressures and all of that. You're seeing Will Anderson at the top of that, the list a lot of times, like top five. And I think that is also hurting what what people are seeing. I think that's hurting how people are viewing Will Anderson, because the advanced stats say this, but then you have those people that will wear the sacks. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not, it's not matching up. And I think overall, again, the eye test. Is lacking for, uh, excuse me, for the, uh, for Will Anderson's game a lot of times, but he's missed a lot of sacks. And I wish there was an advance. That's right now. I know he has like seven mm. missed tackles on the year. I don't know out of those tackles how many of those. <laughs> that's are that's sacks. probably
1: the sacks.
0: <laughs> but it, it may be the sacks, right? But I, I, I wanted to say that because I think if Houston gives him a chance to kind of Khalil Macam a little bit, mm, mm. you know? Move around, hands in a dirty one play, stand up. You know, when, when Khalil first came in the league, really use him as a outside linebacker because they're using him as a DN right now. Mm-hmm. Really outside linebacker him where he has an opportunity to, at hut, he's not coming up, he's already full force. And how many of those times are we watch Will Anderson and we're saying to ourselves, ooh, just a split second too late. Huh. Just a, yeah, just a huh. second too late. That cone drill he ran at the at the combine, I think it was a 1.4 or something like that. Crazy for that cone drill. So we know his get-off is crazy. Let's just see how he looks with a 2.6. And let's just see if those a split second away, a second away sacks goes from, you know, a couple to, oh, he's getting them. Now we're looking at two sacks on the year to maybe five or six sacks on the year. I think that's a, that's a difference right now in Will Anderson. I think that if Houston gets a new opportunity this Sunday, we're going to see some of those sack numbers come up. But I also think because of how weak that offensive line at the tackle position has been throughout the year, inconsistent, I still think that he gets a sack on Sunday. I think him and Junker, excuse me, gets a sack this Sunday. (laughs) Cody, it's late night. Game is on. And I know you, you're probably watching the Rockets, probably working, writing, probably got – a lot going on in the background but you don't want to leave you're working you're in your in your mode but you're getting hungry
1: who do you call goes buster
0: door dash you call door dash you use door dash the door dash app you don't necessarily feel like leaving but you still got to eat you still got things to do or maybe may be half time that's when you're trying to order and maybe the two minute warning you go to your phone, you pick your phone up, and you get your order ready. That's your cue to get ready to order on DoorDash. Uh, whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order with DoorDash. They got all of the favorite local stores on there. Uh, me personally, I'm loving Kid Creole in Umbo. They also got fried turkeys. And if you don't want to fry your turkey for Thanksgiving, you can DoorDash a fried turkey, put the order in with Kid Creole, or call them up at the local store, however you want to do it. DoorDash is making it super easy to not leave your home. It's convenient. It's right there on your phone. You're not going anywhere. You can stay comfortable. Cody, you can be comfortable while you continue to write. Uh, I can be comfortable while I continue to watch the Texans or the Rockets, and I don't have to leave. Right now, get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app, it's promo code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. It's subject to change, turns, and apply. Again, 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and use promo code Lock 23 Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. We are heading to the... YouTube comment section, Mm. my man, HTX7139. Cody, I'm going to give this to you. His comment was, this will definitely not be a lopsided game, and don't underestimate little big man. He can play football. This could be an upset. I am picking Houston to win, but I agree with this comment. Colin Barry is coming back home to Texas where he has been Arguably, if not the greatest high school quarterback in Texas history, the state of Texas history. Say that for another day. Uh, well, if you go back and look at what he did in high school, I think it's probably unquestionable. Um, but this is an opportunity, I think, for Kyler Murray to, again, remind people that I was the number one pick for a reason. Mm. I have a more mature quarterback. I mean, a uh, head coach here with Jonathan Gannon, which is where Alex Clancy and I talked about on the uh, crossover show. I think this is a game, like every game the Texans are in right now, because they don't necessarily have the roster to just overlook teams. They're not Philly. you know. They're not one of the top-tier teams in the NFL. And even the top-tier teams in the NFL, like the Kansas City Chiefs, they got beat by the Denver Broncos. Hmm. Houston has to play. But this is absolutely a game that the Houston Texans need to make sure that they don't take lightly. And don't underestimate it because Kyler Murray, I think, is coming to remind people. I heard the noise, I heard the rumor, I saw the jokes about the Call of Duty. I'm still Kyler Murray, the number one draft pick from a couple of drafts ago.
1: And I 100% agree with everything that you and the viewers said. Um, because I think what a lot of people fail to realize yes, the Cardinals are two and eight, yes, the Cardinals were. One in eight before Colin Murray came back from his knee injury. However, that one game did come against when they mollywopped the Dallas Cowboys. When you look at so-called so-called championship contenders, a lot of people want to put the Dallas Cowboys in there. And as of right now, the Dallas Cowboys are, you know, a playoff caliber team without a shadow of a doubt. And for them to, then they beat them in Dallas too? Or was that on their home field? I can't remember.
0: I think that was in Arizona, but that was Josh Dobbs. Arizona Cardinals.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, anyway, it goes. And look, Josh Dobbs is doing a phenomenal job. You're talking about somebody that definitely should be in the running for comeback player of the year. And I love what he's doing in Minnesota as well. Shout out to him. The Arizona Cardinals, they are getting healthy at the quote-unquote perfect time for them. Worst time for the Houston Texans. However, I definitely don't think the Texans are going to overlook them because the last time, I know they're not going to admit it. But the last time they overlooked an opponent, it came against the Carolina Panthers hmm. and look how that ended up uh, you could tell by the play calls by how the players was just out there you know it just seemed like on both sides of the ball they just wasn't there and they end up losing a game that may or may not come back to hunt them in the butt um, with them being on this so-called not so-called anymore but you know, with them being on this playoff hunt that they're definitely on. So I think the Texans, you know, you just got to stay focused. Kyler Murray is one of the dangerous quarterbacks in the league today. And every time he step, step out there on the field, it's going to make for a very interesting and competitive game.
0: Derry Barlow, 1044. I give Nick top five because none of those GMs have to deal with what Nick had to deal with. I actually put a poll out on social media on Twitter. And I uh, was we'll just, it's, you know, I asked the question: Is Nick Casario a top five general manager? And of course, I'm followed by a lot of Texans fans. But mm-hmm. the number on that voting was overwhelming. I think it was seventy yes, thirty no. Hmm. So,
1: mm. Um, uh, I, I I, uh, I, 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 you can't, like we said in the show, you can't put them top five based off of one year now even though you know i don't think nobody whether well, fan media member reporters give nick cerio as much leeway as i do <laughs> you know me i'll be like oh this is the very first two year he had you know but i just think now his top priority is how can you stay consistent now
0: no uh mike wallace ninety two, ninety two. i know a mike wallace too i wonder if that's the mike wallace i know Uh, I think losing pyramid this week is more serious than you made it sound. Not having him to be the guy to spy on Kyler Murray is going to be huge. I 100% agree with that, Uh, which is why I'm looking at Christian Harris. And I'm thinking to myself, in the last two games, you've played some good football for Houston. And I think that this is another game, another step in the right direction that he can take to really be a building piece for Houston moving forward. Uh, Christian Harris will be out there. Corey Littleton will be out there. Blake Cashman will be out there. I think Blake Cashman, to this point of the season, has been the better overall linebacker, no question about it. But what Christian Harris can do on the field for Houston with that speed, that sideline, a sideline ability at that linebacker position, I think that's going to be very crucial for Houston Sunday to stop Kyler Murray in this offense. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. This Friday, be sure to continue to check us out throughout the week. Next week, as we continue to talk Texans, Cody, we doing a weekend show by any chance? We-
1: Don't try we- to. Can't make no promises. Can't
0: make <laughs> promises. But make sure that you subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Give me a follow on Twitter. I, I, it's still hard for me to call it X. Give me a follow. Oh, y'all know what it is. At John Mm. underscore Hickman 12 and download the Bleacher Report app. Find me on Bleacher Report under John Hickman as I continue to cover the Houston Texans for Bleacher Report.
1: And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.